The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. season we're in. We're in a political season uh, uh, that I've never seen anything like before. Interesting, as Christians, we know what the world does not know. I mean, I hope you understand, we know, I mean, do not take for granted. I've been raised in the, in the Christian faith, been raised around the Bible, been raised around Christ, fundamental independent Baptist, and so my whole life, I have been in on the secrets that God has allowed only his people that know him as Savior really to know, those who read the Bible. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. He'll help us understand what's going on. I, under, I understand from the book, and you understand from the book, uh, that ultimately in politics, God will give a people what they deserve. I mean, he's going to give a country, a nation, evil, uh, evil, evil people uh, will get evil leaders. People that want to do right, God will raise up a good man uh, to help them and to guide them. And uh, so we can just do as Christians, what can we do? We can live pleasing to God. And I'm talking about our secret lives. We can be real. We can be pleasing to God. We can be true biblical followers of Jesus Christ. And he'll see that. And he told Abraham he would save the whole city of Sodom, as wicked as that place was. Uh, probably no more wicked, if I may say, than New York City or Chicago or Miami at night. Uh, you probably get the same treatment over in any of those big cities. San Francisco at night, the, the two angels got at, at, uh, at you know Lot's house. But I'm not saying we're any better than any of those, any, than that place. But God said, I'll save it for 10 people. Literally, you can be part of saving America. I believe in a political situation, we ought to vote. My dad fought World War II. He hit the beaches. He, he'd give his life. Uh, he at least laid his life down. God saved him. Never had a scratch over there. A lot of those guys didn't make it back. And in any of those wars, it was a fight so we could have the right to have freedom, freedom to vote. And I hope you vote. It was said last election, so many Christians stayed home. From the polls, it completely changed the way it came out. If that's true, what a sad thing that is. I don't know if it's true. But if it was true, what a sad thing that is. All we have to do is just get out there and vote. All the hoopla and everything else will be over pretty soon, and there'll just be two people to vote for, maybe. Psalm 106 talks about the wilderness wandering and how the children of Israel did. Maybe one of the most familiar stories to the average Bible-believing Christian is the children of Egypt coming out, the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, and what went on there. Let me just start with verse 34, read through 45. And they did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them. 
All I can say is, verse 34 of 106, wow. Of all the things that went on. But what happened because they didn't obey that command? They were mingled among the heathen, and they learned their works. And they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils. They shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a-whoring with their own inventions or imaginations. And this is a result. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his, against the heathen? No. Against his people. Insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they hated them. They that hated them ruled over them. You're going to think I'm reading the newspaper here in a minute. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their consuls, and they brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when they heard their cry. He remembered for them his covenant, repented according to the multitude of mercies. Praise God that we serve a God of multitude of mercies. If we got what we deserved, we would be a cinder. I've said that for years. If our country got what it deserved, we wouldn't be one. But God has had mercy upon us. It is important in this political season that you understand who controls politics in the big picture. The Christian, as we have the Bible, we get a unique view of it, of why things happen as they do. And so God gives us like insider information on what goes on. Uh, example was a, a while back when the disease, the virus of AIDS came out. Remember when that remember when that first was made known? Now I buried two young men that were uh, independent, fundamental, dedicated, Bible-believing parents. Both of them had parents like that. And they died a skeleton from AIDS. Buried both of them. Two different families. One family member here. And they're gone now. All those people are gone. And what a hard, hard thing it is. The 30, 34, 35-year-olds because of that. We look at AIDS, the world looks at AIDS as kind of a terribly bad stroke of luck. The Christian looks at it as a direct judgment of God on the immoralities of mankind. Don't We don't look at it like, well, it, it just happened to come up. We look at it like God is judging the world with that, telling him, one more time, God, through that disease, said, don't be immoral. One more time, God screams, don't be immoral. Because in many cases, it's a death sentence. Oh, they've come up since then with better drugs and 
viral drugs that maybe extends the life of those people, but it's never going to be the same for them. Serious. I went to my Dr. Brown. If I remember, Robin Brown, I think his name was. He's gone now, but he told me every, he, he was a big, he was a, I've said this before, I've told this illustration. In fact, I've told everything I know three times. Some things I don't know. But Robin Brown was a big opera fan, or a ballet and opera. Now, personally, I don't get it. You put a man in a set of tights, I, I don't get it. But they jump around, all that, whatever. That's that's what they call, oh, fine art. That's fine art at its finest. He told me he was moaning one day. I was in there getting looked at, and he was my ear doctor. And uh, he said, Bill, man, we've lost whole troops, whole troops. They call those people troops. Whole troops are gone. They're dying. AIDS is taken out. The best ballet troops in the world are gone. They're all dead. I said, I wonder what they were doing backstage. It's the process of God. The Bible says in Nahum 1.3, the Lord is slow to anger. Well, he is. But he's great in power. And will not all acquit the wicked. The Lord has his way in the world. And in the storm, the clouds are the dust of his feet. We know, because we know the Bible, that even the weather is controlled by God. Are you worried about global warming? I wouldn't be. God's got the whole thing squared away. And if he wants to judge us with that, with weather, man, he can set a hurricane through here over 200 and some odd mile an hour. <clears throat> Nothing will be standing in our area. I was over there when, when Andrew hit over 1992. and we went. I was in Key West, and we came up three days after when we could get the roads cleared enough to go through. And I've never seen devastation in my life ever close. It looked like atomic bomb was dropped, trees in both directions. Because I went right where the eye went, where the eye goes, trees go. And everything was flat as far as your eye could see. Oak trees, three, four foot thick, snapped off. They weren't uprooted. They were twisted and snapped off like you take a twig. Over 235 mile an hour recorded wind with, with that storm. That can happen. But God has his way in the whirlwind. The Bible says that tornadoes, man, I sleep like a baby. They had tornado warnings the other night in Florida. And I know, you know, I was up I, up to this point in my life here in Florida, we've never had any kind of serious tornadoes. We've just had these little twisters that maybe do a, a pool cage. This year, however, it's been a little strange this year. We've had some that actually took the people's roofs off. Nobody's died, as far as I don't believe. If I did, if they did, I didn't know. Nobody's really been hurt by it. But, man, nothing like up there in Missouri Nothing like they have up there in, in Oklahoma and Indiana and some of those things up there. But even at that, you just sleep like a baby. If it's God's will to take me home, I'm ready to go. How about you? But that, that's the peace the Christian has from knowing what we know because he lets us know how he does things. The Lord is good. The Bible says he's stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. So if God knows me and I trust in him and I'm laying in my bed snoozing, and they got. I'm not in the. I'm not in the bathroom with the, with the mattress over the top of my head with a little light. Oh Jesus, save us! And I want to die in my bed, not under it. Now, I'm not a fool. If I if I see my neighbor go by the window, I'll probably I'll probably hit the bathroom. 
There's which neighbor. These people that God talks about in Psalm 106 were backslidden group. Backslidden, cold of heart. They didn't. He says, go in there and destroy. I'm sending you in there to destroy these seven nations. And I've given these nations 400 years to repent. That's the mercy of God. A bunch of heathens gave them 400 years to repent. What did they do? They sacrificed their children to gods and burned them in the fire. And we're doing every, read Leviticus and tell, those were the hideous things that he says, I'm telling you not to do all these things in Leviticus because that's what these heathens are doing and have been doing in the countries I'm sending you to wipe them out. You're going to be used, you children who come out of Egypt, to judge those seven nations of the wickedness that they have done, and I'm sending you to do it. So obey me and whatever you do. Let me ask you what, do you, what do you learn from all that? Sin is contagious. It's insidious. When somebody, if I told you that I had that real bad flu <coughs> tonight, and they say if you got the bad, that bad flu and you get in an airplane, everybody in the whole airplane will get it. It's airborne. Everybody in the whole, they say if you go in a room, it's so contagious that if one person with that kind of flu sits in a church like this, literally everybody possibly could get that kind of flu. Brother, sin's worse than that. And you're not strong. You're not an exception. God's, God's uh, uh, advice to you and me as Christians, stay away from it. That's just good medical advice. You got something that's insidious, something that's extremely contagious. Brother, I remember, I, I remember tuberculosis. Don't they, don't they quarantine you that for that? They still quarantine for tuberculosis. They used to have these little sanitariums, sanatoriums. Uh, I'm not sure what those were. Those are those places where people go when they get tuberculosis. Chris Powell had tuberculosis and was put in one of them. And if you read his life story, they used to take a needle. This ain't part of the sermon, but I thought I'd just take a needle and they'd stick it in and deflate his lung with a needle. They put this big old needle in his lung and they'd suck the air out until it deflated his lung so it would rest, so the lung would rest. When he wrote that in that book, I go, whoa, that's got to hurt. He said, oh, yeah. Then it, when the lung would reinflate, they would go back in and take that needle and stick it in that lung and suck the air out of that lung so it would rest because if your lung, I guess, rests, well, in his case, must have worked. He had two good lungs. Two good lungs. You have two good lungs? I'm his personal question in public. I'm sorry about that. You have a fine husband. Most Christians, oh, I dig some holes, I'll tell you what, brother. You can't call none of that back. I mean, the Bible lets us to see, man, why don't we just do what God says? Why don't we just obey God? Why don't we just quit trying to reinvent the wheel? And God says, uh, love not the world, the things that are in the world. All that's in the world, lust the flesh, lust the eyes, pride of life, are not of the Father, but of the world, the world passed away, the lust thereof, the heat through the will of God. Why don't we just listen to that? Why don't we, do, why don't we listen to 2 Chronicles 7.14? Uh, turn from our wicked way. Why don't, why don't we just, you know, people say, you're having trouble, turn from your wicked ways. Stay away from it. 
But these people harden themselves against God. The Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it's sin. They mingled among the heathen. The Bible says they learned their works, verse 35. Uh, they learned their music. I don't think the devil has a better tool to, to, to uh, spread his wickedness than music. I'm an old rocker of the 60s. And I played in a rock band and recorded a little 45. You old folks know what that is, 45, and not a gun. And, and, uh, and we, we were, I was going to be a garage band rocker. Praise God he saved me from that. And I loved, and I say with all my heart, I love that old rock music. I love the old Rolling Stones. I love the old Liz Evans, Jimmy Henry, all that. I just, oh, I just thought that was the greatest stuff. Praise God, he saved me from that. The devil got into me from the music, and from the music, it went to the drugs, and from the drugs, it went to the immorality, and it just keeps going down and down and down until God himself steps in if you don't repent. These people mingle with their music. They mingle with, their, with, the, all the, with the music, the dancing and the immorality and the sensuality. They mingle with the immodest clothing. They mingle. They, all their girls wore leggings. Oh, I'm meddling now, ain't I? And they didn't put anything over them. I'll be, I'll, every man in here, how, are you not sick of seeing leggings? The old guys go, what's a legging? You got to ask, you don't want to know. I'm sick of shrink wrap. I'm sick of plunging necks and rising hams, brother. I'm sick of sensuality. I'm sick where I got it. When I go to the subway, you got to cover one eye so you don't lose both eyes. That's right. That's right. I'm sick of it because they, they, got, they got involved in body markings and they followed intermarrying and they just went in all the way. The very things that God had destroyed those seven nations for, his people got involved and, and they didn't drive them out and they began to learn their works and they served their idols and everything else went on. And from that, God had to come. They Eventually, the children of Israel sacrificed their own sons and daughters unto devils. I hate to say this, and I don't mean to be mean. Man, I don't. I've got compassion coming out of my ears on this, but I've known Christian families out of Gospel Baptist Church aboard their children that absolutely knew better. But because of economy, one time because of color, they aborted the children. You think they've been polluted by the heathen? Been polluted. Been polluted by the heathen. And again, you said, oh, oh, we wouldn't do what they did. Are you kidding me? We're no better than they were. <clears throat> they, they aborted their children. They killed their seed. The ultimate selfish act of a spoiled child is to abort their their new their baby because of some sort of economic reason or I want to go to college and this is going to hinder me from going to college. How about not being immoral? I'll tell you, if you are immoral and you get pregnant, have the baby. Have the baby. 
I'll guarantee you when that baby's 12 year old, you get that old baby to the side and say, are you glad that I didn't abort you? And I'll guarantee every one of those 12 year olds is going to look at you and say, thank you for not aborting me. Thank you for not aborting me. You know, I told a story years ago. We had a girl a few years ago come by that the billboard saw it, didn't abort her child, brought her like 10, 12-year-old kid by so we could meet her. But she was saved, literally. These people did that. Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 5 says, They have built also high places to Baal, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Baal, which I commanded not, neither spake it, neither came it into my mind. I, I, my, the title of the sermon around that verse you have preached around is God as a learner. Now, God is not a learner. But in this case, he said, this didn't even come to my mind. It's God as a learner. You folks are so evil and so inventive of your evil that my mind never even went into those, into those directions that your mind went to. He said the devil was a liar and the father of it. God didn't invent lying. The devil did. Well, I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 3. And real briefly, let me show you the five things that God does to a group of people that ignore him. Five things that we're informed on. We have the information on. People who know the Bible understand what's happening. He says in Isaiah chapter 3, maybe the clearest place of, of all the scriptures on God's methodology of judging rebellious, his rebellious people. Now, we're not talking about them folks out there. We're not talking about the heathen that don't know Christ or Savior. We're not talking about people who don't know Jesus. We're talking about people who understand the gospel, have trusted Christ as their personal Savior, but they have backslidden. They have, they have mingled with the world. You say, oh, mingle with the world. You guys overemphasize that. No, we don't. No, we don't. He said in verse 4 there of Isaiah 3, I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. Ding, 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 ding. This sounds like, this sounds like the USA Today, doesn't it? Number one, he's going to cause the heathen that hate them to rule over them. We read that, of course, also in Psalm 106. He caused the Germans who hated the Jews to rule over them. He caused the Babylonians and the Syrians who hated the Jews to rule over them. What God's methodology historically has been, if a nation turns away from him that knows him and has the privilege of knowing him, he'll simply bring the people who hate you the most and bring them in, cause them to be your leaders and rulers. You'll step back and wonder, how did it happen? I bet the German people wondered, how did Hitler ever get in there? How'd that man ever get up there? That's what he'll do. That's the Bible. He will cause children to be your leaders and babes to rule over us. Now I must, I'm not political much. But I got to say, some of the talk that I'm hearing in the political realm is childish. It's like children. It's like children are sitting at a, in the playground saying, my dad's tougher than your dad. And, 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 all, and they're talking like kids. Um, when, I, when I start hearing it, I go, ding, 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 ding. God's doing this. What's he say here? Look in verse 4 of Isaiah 3. I will give children to be their leaders, princes, 
and babes shall rule over them. Well, I will say the child protection laws, I know one thing, when my dad got upset with me, um, I did not call 911. I mean, he, he if he'd be alive, he'd say, son, go ahead and dial 911, but you won't have any fingers to do that the next time. Because I'll break them. And I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. And I'm going to tell you what, brother, those were good days. We left our doors unlocked. We, we left our key in our car. How many left their keys in our car? Look at you old boys. Our car was so nasty, nobody wanted it anyway. We had, I've said this over here, you've been here a long time, God bless you, you're going to get it again. We had skeleton locks in our house. You know, skeleton key locks. They didn't work. They quit working 60 years before that. They just would go round and round and round. Wouldn't do nothing. Wouldn't lock the thing. We never locked, knocked, locked nothing. We never got robbed. We never thought about getting robbed. That's when parents could spank their children. That's when children had nobody to call. Now you'll have a 13-year-old say, you touch me, I'll call the police and put you to jail. We, as born-again Christians, know where that's coming from. That's God. You say, what? Oh, that's what he does to a group of his people that turn away from him and mingle with the world. Start going doing the things the world's doing and acting like a bunch of heathen. He says, oh, you want to do that? I'm going to make your, I'm going to put princes over you that hate you. They're going to be like babies ruling over you. Your children will be your rulers. I saw one guy who was trying to help children and had a home, uh, uh, Shiloh Youth Ranch, had a home for unwanted abused children. One 16-year-old girl called the police, said that he had touched her. They came and cuffed him, stuffed him, threw him in the back, fingerprinted him, took him to jail, strip searched him before they asked any questions. Once they got in jail, she said, I made it all up. I was just mad at him. He came home. He told his wife, we're out of the youth ministry. All 10 kids he had, he sent them back to the state, said, you take them. You're going to treat me this way for helping you. You go back and you take all these 10 kids. You figure out what to do with them and got out of it. But that's God. When kids got that kind of power, I remember years ago, he's, Ran as I was bus captain here. We spanked children in Sunday school. If our, one of our kids in Sunday school threw a fit, we spanked him right, right there in the spot. You know what happened after Sunday school? Parent would come up to me and say, thank you for caring about my child. Do any of you remember that? Oh, you do, don't you? He will cause us to be oppressed every one by another. Look in verse 5. And the people shall be oppressed every one by another, every one by his neighbor. You know what that is? Proliferation of frivolous lawsuits. We got one of our members, I won't mention who. We got one of our members being sued right now by a frivolous lawsuit. As frivolous as you could get a lawsuit, they're being sued by a frivolous lawsuit. Crazy. Crazy. Proliferation of frivolous lawsuits. And the child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient and the base against the honorable. Well, that's been going on, amen. We're seeing whole cities become anti-government, anti anti-law. 
We're seeing lawlessness where people are looting and, and killing and, and, and burning cars and where police won't even go into certain areas of the town. Uh, brother, what is that? We Christians know what it is. God says, if you won't do what I ask you to do and you'll mingle with the world and start aborting your own children and do those kinds of things, they listen in Psalm 106. He said, this is the way I'm going to judge you. We shouldn't be surprised by that stuff. We shouldn't be surprised at all when we see that. Look at number number four here. He will cause children's rights and the HRS and child care laws to punish us, as I mentioned before. Number five, this may be the worst of them all, at least to me it may be, is found in verse 12 of Isaiah chapter 3. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. What's happened in the last eight years? What's going on? We have already a woman running for president of the United States. Does that surprise you? With churches compromising on the left and compromising, while you go into churches, I've, we visited a youth room locally in Fort Myers, and I used to, when I was a rocker, I used to go to dances and things, and typical dance, it was real dark, everything was painted black, and they had lights, and la- they didn't have lasers back then, but it was light, real dark, dark, dark bars, typically are very dark uh dark places. They keep the lights really low and they're dark and and because the things of the evil one, it just seemed, when I went into this local church's youth room with Brother Moon, I couldn't believe my eyes. Black on the floor. Black on the walls. Black on the ceiling. It was totally black. And it had laser uh, lights and and smoke, this artificial smoke that they did. And I'm going to tell you, there wasn't one lick of difference from a rock concert. And the youth pastor was bragging that they were like that. I'm thinking, no wonder what's going on. No wonder Hillary's running for president. Now you say, brother, but you're making Read the verse. Women will rule over you. Now, I don't, I'm not mean to women. You know I love women. But, brother, the Bible considers it a curse when women rule over men. And every man here has any testosterone set? To show you how bad we've backslid, I'm about half afraid to say that. This one inch of, 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 of Kevlar under it, but I'm, I feel better with it. I shouldn't have to worry about that. Every woman that loves God ought to say, glory to God, hallelujah. I want the men to lead. We can blame them. You say women are just as smart as men. I think they're smarter. Women make decisions, I think they can. That's just not God's way. That's just not God's way. 
It is a man's world. I think James Brown said that last. That's right, he did. He sang. You want me to give you a little version? I can't do it as good as he could. But it is. It's man's man. You, you can't study the Bible, folks. I made I made uh, a, a prestigious website, badpreachers.com. From a little section I preached on, it was the man's world. They put me on there. Somebody took that off the internet, put that on Bad Preachers, said, can you believe he said that? What was amazing is out of 34,000 people that viewed that, most of them said, that's what the Bible says, stupid. Glory to God, somebody got on there and made good comments. That's the book. It's, it was Adam. And every leadership all the way through God's church and, 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 and the tabernacle down through the church, the 12 apostles are all male, all picked by God. It's, it's, it is, ladies, it's a man's world. And God says, you folks don't do what I want you to do. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn this thing upside down. Instead of the children obeying parents, they're going to be the adversary of the parent. They're going to be the ruler of the parent. They're going to put the parent in jail. In fact, even Jesus said, they'll kill you. He says, on top of that, I'm going to make brother against brother. I'm going to put everybody suing everybody. Doctors won't hardly be able to practice because patients, when they make a first mistake, are going to get sued out of existence. I'm going to have everybody suing everybody. Everybody out for their own self. I'm going to call your prince, I'm going to cause your leadership to be like stupid babies. They won't have enough sense to get out of the rain. I'm, I'm going to raise your women up to take over everything. I remember years ago, remember when the Citadel's all-male uh, all male military school? You remember Citadel? Remember when a woman came in there and got among there and said, broke the Citadel, broke? Why do they do that? Why do they do that? Start an all-woman's military school. Go for it. It's because of God's people. I'm convinced, and I think we know as a, as a, as a bunch of believers in the old Bible, that the things that are going on in America should not surprise us. Now, it shouldn't make us happy. God forbid shouldn't be happy about this. God forbid. I pray for mercy. I pray. Look what I'm doing. I'm up here preaching. This morning, I'm up here preaching. I'm during the week passing tracks. I'm trying to get people saved and talking about Jesus. Why? If my people which are called by name, my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. That's the only way we're going to have relief. If we're going to keep doing this, we just got to seek God's face and do the right thing. You say, Brother Bill, I, don't, I feel helpless. I feel small. Well, we are small, but I'm going to tell you what. One attached to another, attached to another, attached to another, makes something big. You ever take a fire ant mound and take your foot and wipe it out? You go back there the next morning, and every one of those pieces of sand was not run up there by a bulldozer. It was by one ant grabbing a piece of sand, saying, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Another ant grabbed a piece of sand, saying, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Another ant grabbed a piece of sand. They didn't sit around sucking their thumbs, saying, we're so small. We can't do nothing. All we can do is one grain of sand. They got to work, put their head down, grab a piece of sand, put it where it was, put a piece of sand, another one, another one, another one. Next morning, they had the whole thing reconstructed. 
I said, I dare if you do that again. And if you did it again, they just grab a piece of sand, put it where it was supposed to go. And you can't outlast a fire ant. And the Bible says, observe the ant. Observing. Observing. By the grace of God, I don't, I may not be able to do much, but I can do something. By the grace of God, I want to tell whoever I run into about Jesus and tell them there's a better way. Tell them the Bible's the word of God and you can be saved and have all your sins forgiven and go to heaven. I want to do something by the grace of God to save America and to save the people of America before it's too late. That's what we're going to do as Christians. Live for Jesus. Do the right thing and God in his mercy will look upon us few, the few that may do that and say, I'm going to save in some degree, I'm going to save them because of this and allow them to have a little bit more time to do the will of God. Oh, I'd love to be able to have some more time to do the bus ministry. Love to be able to have more time to have a Christian school. Love to be able to have more time to pass tracks out. What a sad day it'll be when they say you're going to jail if you pass a track out. You're going to jail if you open up a Christian school. You're going to jail if you talk about Jesus and proselyte. When I was in Israel, they told us, do not proselyte. Do not tell, and it's illegal to proselyte. We did anyway. But they said it's illegal to proselyte. I figured the worst thing they could do is send me back to America where everybody wants to come anyway. Send me back to America. Father, help us tonight. As we have understanding, we have wisdom of the ages. We understand why you do what you do. We, you've told us ahead of time. You've shown us things to come. We pray that your people would not suffer in any way from anxiety, that they would trust and have a sense of peace because the God of peace gives us the peace of God. And help us, Father. There could be somebody in this room say, Brother Bill, I've never heard these things before. Well, there's much more. There's much more. May you honestly seek the face of God through the word of God. And may he come and show himself to you. Father, we pray tonight that your Holy Spirit would guide every word said. Pray, Father, that you'd help us as members of the society we live in to live in such a way as to save this society for a while. That you'd have mercy, that you would, for ten righteous, that you'd save us so we could have more opportunity to serve you and spread the word of God. Father, we ask you tonight, there could be some without Christ here tonight. May they come, make it known to us. We could tell them about Jesus and show them how we got saved. Show them the simple plan of salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together.